talk about a very important subject, and the subject is baptism, because that's what we're going to uh, do tonight. Uh, But uh, before we uh, actually get to uh, the subject of baptism, uh, we got to mention, first of all, that uh, one of the most important things in your life uh, as a Christian is to be sure that you're saved. Uh, there are far too many people today who lack uh, the, the, this, insur- uh, this assurance. Uh, they simply do not know that they're saved, but it is possible for you to know that. 1 John 5.13 says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Now this verse clearly teaches us that we can know that we're saved. And it's important for us to know that. You know, assurance of salvation is the most important thing in life. And assurance of salvation is necessary for you to be a a successful Christian and witness that God wants you to be. And so uh, it's important to know that we're saved. Now, there are some things about uh, salvation. It's important to understand clearly that plan of salvation, and many of you can remember the day in which you uh, trusted Christ as your Savior, and I trust you're still rejoicing in that and thanking God for it every day. But it's important for you to know that God has a plan of salvation. He said, everyone is a sinner. Uh, It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. And as a sinner, we're under condemnation. Uh, Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But wonderful news there, the good news of the gospel is that Christ died for our sins and uh, he suffered for our sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh and quickened by the Spirit. And I'm so thankful there was a day in my life when I trusted Jesus Christ. I was just a young uh, uh, boy at that time, but I realized that I was a sinner and I needed sa- uh, to be saved. Now, some of you say, well, I was saved later in life. Well, thank God for that, that there came a point in your life when you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. But uh, once you're saved, then baptism is obedience to God. It's a testimony of that salvation. And so we're going to talk about this baptism and it's a local church ordinance. Uh, just by way of introduction, I say it's a local church ordinance, and it, uh, it's something that is to be practiced by uh, Bible-believing uh, churches, uh, local churches. It's not something that's administered by uh, just any organization out there, even although they call themselves a Christian organization and so forth. It's, it's to be administered in the local church. And how do I know that? Well, the Bible teaches us some things about baptism. And so uh, we find in Acts chapter 2 and verse 41, it says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Now this verse tells us that those who believed on the day of Pentecost were baptized following their salvation. Every believer should be baptized following their salvation. Uh, We have several biblical reasons for this. And one of the uh, most important reasons is uh, that Christ is our example. We find this in Matthew uh, chapter 3 
and verses 13 through 17. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. We read here that it says, uh, Then cometh Jesus unto Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it now so uh, suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, lightning upon him, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now the Lord Jesus Christ here we see was baptized. He said to John, Uh, that uh, it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Baptism is and was important to Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is our example so we can follow his steps. And so we'll see this a little bit more as we uh, continue on. But notice, uh, secondly, that Christ commands us to be baptized. Christ commands us to be be baptized. You know, in the Great Commission found in uh, Matthew 28, Verse 19 and 20, uh, we find the Lord required the church to baptize those who believe. It said, Go ye into all the world, or go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe whatsoever I have commanded you. So this is a command of God. Christ commands us to be baptized. And this commission to the church, the local church, commands that Christians go uh, and be a witness before the Lord. And this is one of the first ways you can do that. Now, you can do that in other ways, but the church is to baptize converts. And these converts are to win others and to see them baptized. Another thing we see here that disciples of Jesus practice baptism you find over in John chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, it says, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Now, John, uh, Jesus himself did not baptize, but his disciples did. And we also find, uh, fourthly, that the early church practiced baptism. Now, we find this throughout the New Testament. Uh, the early local church there, the one uh, started there in Jerusalem, you find would be when one of the first places uh, the Jewish converts in Jerusalem were baptized. As we read there in Acts chapter 2 and verse 41, it says, They that gladly received his word were baptized. We also find the converts in Samaria, Acts chapter 8, verse 12. But when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. And then the Ethiopian eunuch converted and baptized in Acts chapter 8, verse 38. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Paul converted, uh, was converted, or Saul was converted, I should say. He was, his name was Saul before it was Paul, but when he was Saul, he was saved and baptized, Acts chapter 9, verse 18. And immediately there fell from his eyes, as it were, had been scales, and he received sight therewith, or forthwith, and arose and was baptized. Then we find Cornelius in his house, Gentiles that were saved and baptized in Acts chapter 10, 
Verse 48, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Uh, the Philippian jailer uh, was uh, also saved, as his, well his family, and they were baptized in Acts chapter 16 and verse 33. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all of his straight way. The Ephesian disciples were saved and baptized in Acts chapter 19 and verse 5. Uh, Cor- Corinthian believers were baptized in Acts chapter 18 and verse 8. And Paul said he baptized a few converts in Corinth. He revealed that the Corinthian church did baptize converts, but they did not need to be divided over that personally of the preacher who baptized them. Uh, Roman believers were baptized in Romans chapter 6 and verse 4. And then the Colossian believers. So these early churches were baptizing those who were saved. Now what does baptism mean? The meaning... Well, first of all, baptism is an identification with Christ. We ought not to be ashamed to be identified with the Lord Jesus Christ. As a believer is put under the water, of course, it pictures the death, burial of Christ. And as he comes up out of the water, he pictures the resurrection of Christ. He says in Romans 6 and verse 4, which I referred to there, that when the Roman believers were baptized, he said, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. And so baptism becomes a testimony to those that witness the baptizing, uh, that uh, this believer is trusting Christ in his death on the cross for sin, and his resurrection from the tomb for a life of victory. You know, baptism pictures our identification with Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection. You know, uh, we just had a wedding here yesterday, and uh, there was an exchanging of rings. You know, baptism is kind of similar to that of a wedding ring. A wedding ring does not make us married. Uh, Anybody can put a wedding ring on, but it doesn't make them married. It's simply a symbol to the world that they are married. It's a symbol that that person is, that is married belongs to someone. Uh, you see someone wearing a, a wedding ring, you're going to assume, hey, they must be married. They must belong to someone. And baptism is a symbol that we belong to someone as well. Who do we belong to? We belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, baptism is a step of obedience to God's direct command. It's a public testimony of salvation in the blood of Christ as we trust in his death, burial, and resurrection. And then baptism is a public uh, testimony. You know, uh, we could uh, baptize somebody in their home, perhaps uh, uh, that would be possible, but it wouldn't be a public testimony. I think every time you find baptism in the the scriptures, you find that it was done in, in a public way. But it's a testimony to those who are observing that we want to live for Christ in the new life that he's given to us. And it also means a blessing, for it surely adds joy to our salvation decision. Now, one thing that baptism does not do, and that is it does not save. We're not saved by baptism. You know, if we accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, then we're on our way to heaven, whether or not we get baptized or not. 
Only the blood of Christ can redeem uh, us, not the water of baptism. This water uh, tonight uh, won't do anything, basically, unless uh, except get us wet. All right, It's not going to redeem us. It's not going to save us. It's an outward symbol of an inner work that's already taken place in the one who trusted Christ. Again, I remind you, that Christ was baptized. And though he gave us an example through his baptism, Christ was baptized for an identification that was a bit different than ours. He went out to John and was baptized in the Jordan River. John was baptizing men who had confessed that they were sinners, who repented of their sins. But when Jesus came to John, what sin did he have to repent of? None. He was perfect. Uh, He identified himself with sinners, though, because that's what we are. And so he identified himself with us. It's a picture of what he would accomplish at Calvary. He was really picturing his death, burial, and resurrection when he was baptized. When Jesus told John, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill righteousness, you see, he was announcing that the only way that there could be righteousness would be through his death, through his burial, through his resurrection. And he openly, he opened his earthly ministry with baptism, in which that pictures that he would become identified with sinners, take their sins in his own body, and pay the penalty of death for those sins on the cross. He closed his earthly ministry with his death on the cross. He came to die for us. This is shown as he opened and he closed his ministry. Now the next thing that we need to talk about is the mode of baptism. The only scriptural baptism is that which uses immersion. And it's necessary, uh, if we're going to baptize, to have uh, enough water. I trust that uh, we've got enough water back here. Uh, I think it's still in there. Last time I looked, it was in there. And uh, we've got another enough water to completely get someone immersed in that water. It's the Greek word for baptism is baptizo. It uh, means to dip, to plunge, under, to submerge. And the scriptural expressions such as much water you find in John 3.23. You find in Acts 8.38 when Philip uh, baptized the Ethiopian eunuch, they went down into the water. Now, uh, you don't have to go down into the water if you're going to just put a few drops on a person's head. No, if you're going to go down in the water, it's going to be by immersion. There was also the coming out, up out of the water in Mark 1 and verse 10. These all uh, indicate to us that baptism is by immersion. The only baptism that can picture death, burial, and resurrection. I, you know, we've emphasized that already tonight many times. It's a picture of death, burial, and resurrection. You can't do that with sprinkling. You can't do that with just pouring a little water on someone's head. Again, Romans 6.4 says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so also we should walk in newness of life. What about the time of baptism? 
Well, baptism is to be a, a if it's going to be scriptural, it must follow salvation. Again, if we use the example in Acts chapter 8 with the Ethiopian eunuch, he asked Philip, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Philip answered, If thou believest in all thy heart, thou mayest. The eunuch had to believe before he could be baptized. The one requirement for baptism is that a person be saved before they're baptized. And so baptism of infants, they're not old enough to believe. And that's totally unscriptural. The baptism is for believers, believers only. Now I want you to note again, uh, we said there in Acts chapter 2 and verse 41, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. You see, they received his word and they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And they were baptized. And also a person who's baptized before he's saved is really not scripturally baptized. Now, I was uh, baptized when I was uh, oh probably 10 or 11, maybe... Well, I'd gotten saved when I was nine, but I didn't get baptized until a few years later. And uh, sometimes you find that people uh, get baptized and then they realize, you know, I don't know that I'm really saved. And I don't know that what I did uh, really meant anything to me. I kind of said some words, but uh, I don't think I really got saved. I knew a a college... uh, a teacher, a fellow teacher of mine when I was at Maranatha. I was a well-known teacher, and uh, uh, he realized that he had not been saved when he had first said he had been saved. And he so he got that settled, and he got saved, and he later became baptized, even though he'd already been baptized. Because that first baptism didn't mean anything, because he wasn't saved. And when he was assured of his salvation, he got that settled, he did the right thing. He got saved, or he got uh, baptized. He requested that he uh, would be baptized, and so he got baptized uh, again. Maybe that's uh, uh, happened to some of you here tonight. Uh, Or maybe some of you have said, well, you know, I think I'm saved. I hope I'm saved. I I got baptized, so I must be saved. No, that's not the reason that uh, we give for salvation, because that baptism doesn't do a thing. But give a testimony. It doesn't save you. Now, we also believe here that uh, baptism must precede church membership. Now, it says in Acts there that 3,000 souls got saved and baptized on the day of Pentecost. And what happened then? They were added. So if there's a church and they have a membership and someone gets saved and baptized, they're added to the church. They become members of that church. It's the first test of obedience after salvation. A believer gives testimony by his baptism. Now, if he refuses to testify for the Lord in baptism, does he deserve to be recognized as an obedient uh, disciple? Well, uh, we need to be careful in that area. But we need to take the scriptures as the rule for our testifying. This was the way in which these people testified that they had gotten saved. It's the way that someone uh, today would testify that they're saved is by their baptism. Well, then we come to uh, 
after baptism, what then? Again, Romans chapter 6 and verse 4 gives us the answer. It says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ has raised up the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Those are the key words there. Even so we also should walk in newness of life. Baptism should be followed with a new walk. Uh, well, maybe there's been a new walk after they got saved, but this is something, you know, you testify before the rest of the, uh, the church that I want to live for Christ. Well, then we need to do that. We should have transformed lives so that we, the world can see the difference. And this involves our church fellowship, our stewardship, our Christian growth. Now, I want to close uh, this uh, uh, message tonight with a quote. And uh, in, it goes like this. In the early days of the church, baptism was a declaration that the believer was definitely identifying himself with a group of people who were called Christians and were despised and hated. To be a Christian meant something. To identify yourself with those who are called Christian meant persecution. Maybe even death. It meant being ostracized from your family, shunned by your friends. And the one act which was the final declaration of identification was baptism. As long as a man gathered with Christians, he was tolerated. But once he submitted to baptism, he was declared to he was declaring to all the world, I belong to this despised group. And immediately he was persecuted, he was hated and despised. You know, in baptism, therefore, the believer entered into fellowship of the sufferings of Christ. A person might be a believer and keep it strictly secret and thus avoid unpleasantness and suffering. But once he submits to public baptism, he's burned the bridges behind him. You know, there are many people in this world, and there maybe you've known someone who said, you know, I'm going to identify with a despised group. You know, some people don't understand uh, what it is to be a Christian. Uh, there are many people in our world today that don't, uh, don't understand what it means to be a Christian. Sometimes families uh, don't like it when people get saved in their family. And they might say, well, we don't want anything to do with you. But you know, a person who publicly submits himself to baptism is saying, you know, I belong. I don't care who's going to... to uh, uh, persecute me. I don't care who's going to uh, not agree with me. I'm going to do what the Bible says. You know, in some countries, and we don't, I don't think we're going to uh, suffer that here tonight, but in some countries, people get baptized. They get baptized out in a, an a, a ocean front or in a river or someplace. I was baptized in a lake. It was uh, uh, on an early Sunday morning. It was kind of cold out there. But uh, there wasn't too much going on at that lake. But, you know, sometimes in some places in the world, people get baptized out in front of everybody else. Oh, there's one of them old silly, stupid Christians again getting baptized. And so somebody's going to call them a name. They're going to they're persecute them. And it means a great deal. 
Now, it, me, it can mean a great deal to us here tonight, and we can rejoice in the fact that we're going to see uh, some folks baptized tonight. And we're going to rejoice with them, and I trust that we'll encourage them in the Lord uh, because of their faithfulness to obey the Lord in baptism tonight. Now, I know that t- tonight we've gone through some things that most of us probably have known for many, many years. I think it's good, though, to look at the verses and be reminded of this. Some of you might be fairly new Christians, and you maybe haven't been baptized, and you maybe need to take that uh, step of faith and say, you know, I want to be identified as a believer. And we'd be glad to fill this up again, you know. Uh, it's just water. And uh, we, we'll warm it up and everything and make it nice. And so, uh, But, you know, if there's others that want to be baptized, let us know. And uh, I think it's good, though, that we as a church be reminded of these principles once again. We're a Baptist church, and uh, we believe in this church ordinance. And so I trust it will be a blessing to us tonight as we meditate upon these things and witness this baptism tonight. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for...